0: Hi, everyone. This is Pastor Brett from First Baptist Church here in Cherryvale, Kansas, and I want to welcome you to our Cherryvale First Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. Our prayer is that the Lord will speak to you through his word for his people. If you're looking for a church home, we encourage you to join us for our celebration service every Sunday morning at 1045. It's a great time of praising our Lord and hearing from him. We are just a group of passionate followers of Jesus Christ with a desire to worship him and take his message of hope to the heartland. If you want to find out more information about our church, you can look at our website, www.fbcherryvale.org. My sermon will begin in just a moment, and thanks again for listening. I invite you to find your Bibles and turn to the book of 2 Kings chapter 2. As you're turning there, most of us, if not all of us, we're not very good at saying goodbye. Why is that? Because most of us have such hard feelings about having been left, whether by someone important or by too many people in our lives, that we do what? We avoid goodbyes altogether. We try to pretend it's not happening or we pretend, well, it's not a big deal. We want to ignore the pain and hope it will simply just go away. Or what do we do? We simply try not to get close to anyone at all in the first place. But friends, understand we have gotten close over these past three years. I've hugged many of you these past couple of weeks. But I want to say this to all of you here this morning. This isn't goodbye. What do I mean by that? I mean this. This isn't the end. I count on seeing many of you again, and I won't forget you. So we say, this isn't goodbye. Why? Because goodbyes are hard. They were even hard for our heroes of the faith. Let's see how this plays out in our text for this morning. Please stand in honor of reading God's Word. I'll be reading from 2 Kings chapter 2, beginning in verse 1. Now when the Lord was about to take Elijah up to heaven by a whirlwind, Elijah and Elisha were on their way from Gilgal. And Elijah said to Elisha, Please stay here, for the Lord has sent me as far as Bethel. But Elisha said, As the Lord lives, and as you yourself live, I will not leave you. So they went down to Bethel. Let's pick it up now in verse 6. Then Elijah said to him, Please stay here, for the Lord has sent me to the Jordan. Ask what I shall do for you before I am taken from you. And Elisha said, Please let there be a double portion of your spirit on me. And he said, You have asked a hard thing. Yet if you see me as I am being taken from you, it shall be so for you. But if you do not see me, it shall not be so. And as they still went on and talked, behold, chariots of fire and horses of fire separated the two of them, and Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven. And Elijah saw it, and he cried, My father, my father, the chariots of Israel and his horsemen. And he saw him no more. Then he took hold of his own clothes, and he tore them in two pieces. And he took up the cloak of Elijah that had fallen from him, and he went back and stood on the bank of the Jordan, Then he took the cloak of Elijah that had fallen from him and struck the water, saying, Where is the Lord, the God of Elijah? And when he had struck the water, the water was parted to one side and to the other. And Elisha went over. Let's pray. Lord, Heavenly Father, we just thank you again for your love and your grace and your mercy. We thank you for the ministry that you've given us here. We thank you for the partnership we've had together with First Baptist Church, just like Elijah and Elisha had, working together in ministry. As we look at this story today, I pray that we'll understand that, yes, while the goodbyes can be hard, the ministry, it keeps on going. And Lord, I know that you've put a strong group of believers together here that'll keep this ministry growing strong for years and years to come. And I just thank you, Lord. Thank you for putting them here. Thank you for allowing me to be part of it for a season of time. Lord, I just pray that your word will come to life for us today, that you'll speak to each and every one of us through your text. It's in your name we pray. And all God's children said, Amen. You may be seated. Let me begin this morning by saying in our text, what we see here is we see the prophet Elijah. He was being taken up into heaven in a fiery chariot. While Elisha, he was the younger prophet, he refused to leave him and he calls up after him. It's a story of a hard goodbye. But before we walk through our lesson, I want to clarify. I don't mean for this story to be an exact metaphor for our departure from this church. Elijah in our text is the one who leaves here. And though we are soon going to depart as well, let me be clear, friends. I am no prophet Elijah. In fact, in reality, I don't come anywhere close. And, and I'm going to st- no amens to that, okay? Show me a little bit of respect. Thank you. Unlike Elijah, I never performed a miracle. I never heard God speak to me directly. And when we load up our belongings on a truck next week and we drive away from Cherryville, I promise you it won't look anything like Elijah's fiery chariot. And I don't expect any of you, you're going to be out there standing on the sidewalk crying out after me and my family. Elijah, he was swept up into heaven. And we, we're moving to St. Joseph, Missouri, which is a pretty lovely place, but that's really where the similarities end. Still... It's been good for me to ponder this story as we've prepared for this move. Because Elijah and Elisha, they were partners in ministry. Elijah had adopted Elisha when Elisha was a young man. Elisha had been working in the field and Elijah approached him and to show him he was adopting him, he threw over the prophet's mantle, which is something like a cape. He threw that over Elisha. After that, they traveled a long road together. They saw and they felt God work in mighty ways. They shared adventures. They cared about each other. Goodbye for them was hard because ministry together had been so good. But in the end, no matter how long they stalled, the fiery chariot, it swept in and it took Elijah up in a mysterious divine whirlwind. Only his prophetic mantle, it fluttered as it fell to the ground. Elisha was left behind in deep grief. He tore his clothes off. Then he reached down and he picked up that mantle that one had belonged to his teacher and he went back to cross the river Jordan and go home. And doing as Elijah had done before, he took that mantle and he struck the water with it and he cried out, Where is the Lord, the God of Elijah? Then wondrously, The water parted for Elisha, just as it had parted for Elijah before. And the young man, he crossed over into a new phase of his own ministry. Elisha, mantle in hand, he asked where God was now that Elijah was gone, now that an important chapter of life and ministry was done. When those waters, when they parted for Elisha, it became clear that the answer to his question was, The God of his teacher Elijah was right there, right then, with Elisha. The God of Elijah was also the God of Elisha. Elijah, the great prophet, may have disappeared, but God hadn't gone anywhere at all. The waters parted at Elisha's anguished question as though to say, God's presence isn't limited to one person, one place, or one time. God worked in the past through Elijah to teach and to inspire the people of Israel. And God will work in the future through Elisha to do the same. God's faithful yesterday, today, and forever, even in the midst of our hard goodbyes. By the grace of God, your story and mine, they have intersected, they have intertwined for these past three years... We've also journeyed together as we've seen God at work here in this church and in Cherryville. Sometimes I've been the teacher and you all have been the learners. But very frequently you, you all have been the teachers and I've learned from you. This church, you all, you've been an Elijah to me. You've been a mentor. You've been a teacher. When I came here three years ago, I was new to the lead pastor position. I never lived in Cherryville. I never worked at a church that had no other staff. Yet you welcomed me and you helped me get oriented to ministry in this new context. You helped me move my furniture. You helped me fix many things over the years. You told me stories from this church's history and you introduced me to potential volunteers and people in the community, you all welcomed me and you taught me. When I came here, I had never been responsible for it all, for all of the ministries of the church. I'd never been on every church committee. I've never preached with regularity to one congregation. I never preached a memorial service. These and many other tasks are tasks that you entrusted me with, things that I learned to do in this place. This community, this body of believers, this church has been my teacher. You've also taught me through your personal examples. I've been privileged, friends, to be invited into your lives, sometimes into the inner moments of your life, those places where you're most vulnerable, moments of change and joy and loss and fragile hope. You've told me your stories. You've spoken of moral victories and deepening faith. You've told me of your deep wounds And your heavy burdens. And you've let me pray for you. And I've learned and I've grown through all of these encounters with everyone here. You've been Elijah to me. You've taught and you've inspired me. Now the time is coming next week for us to say goodbye. And as Elijah and Elisha's story shows, goodbyes are hard. Many of you have kindly expressed how difficult it is for you to say goodbye to us. I assure you, friends, that no matter how excited I may be for what lies ahead, I am equally as sad for me and for my family to have to say goodbye to you all. As I stand here before you, I realize how much I've come to love you all, how rich and rewarding working with you has been, and how very hard it is to leave this ministry. But this I believe wholeheartedly, although goodbye is so hard, It can be done with great hope. Elijah departed and a particular time of ministry had come to an end. But God didn't depart. Ministry, it continued on. Life continued on. The stories of the past, they became the encouragement of the present. I haven't the slightest doubt that the fruitful ministry here will continue for many, many years to come. Because it's God who's at work among you. And God is faithful. Just as I entrusted you to God, you can trust that God, He will lead me and lead my family forward. God's work, it isn't limited to this place and this time. You and I will both continue to grow even as we part ways. So this is a hard goodbye, but it is said in hope. We don't like to say goodbye, but goodbye is the right thing to say because it doesn't mean the end. The word goodbye is really a contraction of an old phrase, God be with ye. Goodbye is a word of hope and blessing. Goodbye, it is the right thing to say because wherever we are and wherever we go, the God who came among us in Jesus Christ is still among us. He's with each and every one of us. When I say goodbye, God be with you to you all. I believe that God will truly remain here in this church, in this body of believers. He will remain among you all. And when you say goodbye to me, friends, you can truly trust that God's Spirit will accompany us. Goodbye is a word of hope and blessing. It's a prayer for those we love. I want to end this morning by sharing with you three prayers that I have for you. First, Look with me at what Paul says in Colossians chapter 1, beginning in verse 1. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God and Timothy, our brother, to the saints and faithful brothers in Christ at Colossae, grace to you and peace from God our Father. We always thank God, the Father of your Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you. Since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love that you have for all the saints, Because of the hope laid up for you in heaven, of this you have learned before in the word of truth, the gospel, which has come to you. As indeed in the whole world it is bearing fruit and increasing, as it also does among you, since the day you heard it and understood the grace of God in truth. Then in verses 9 through 10, he adds this. And so from the day we heard, we have not ceased to pray for you, asking that you may be filled with a knowledge of his will and all spiritual wisdom and understanding. So as we walk in the manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. Here, friends, Paul, he greets his friends who were far away. He's saying, I've not stopped praying for you. And I'm asking that God, that he would give you knowledge. He would give you wisdom. He would give you understanding that you would lead worthy lives, lives that are pleasing to God, and you would bear much fruit as you continue to grow. Friends, as your pastor, my first hope has always been that you all, all of you, you would be filled with the kind of knowledge that's life-changing and world-transforming. My hope is that you will continue to grow in knowledge, the knowledge of God, knowledge of Scripture, the knowledge of your own selves and of one another, in the kind of knowledge that becomes wisdom so that you'll live lives that please God and bless others. This is the knowledge of discipleship. When you are a disciple of Jesus Christ, you gain knowledge that's more than academic. It's personal, it's profound, and it changes how you live your life. The knowledge of God doesn't just simply fall into our brains. We don't get it through osmosis. We don't get it just by looking at our Bible over on the end table. You see, knowledge of God and spiritual wisdom, they grow in us over time. And they grow as we seek them. They grow as we say, I want to learn more about my faith. I want to learn more about who God is. I want to learn about God's purposes for me and for my life and for my family and for His church. We're meant to seek out this kind of knowledge. And Jesus, he promised us, when we seek these things of God first, we will find them. And that's my first hope for you all. And my prayer for you, that you'll all seek to grow in the knowledge and wisdom of God so that your lives would be transformed more and more into God's vision for you and so that you'd be the people who transform your corner of the world, this area of Cherryvale, of Montgomery County, of Kansas, into the place that God wants it to be. My second hope for you this morning is this. I pray that you would continue to help the children and youth of this church and this community to learn who God is and what God has made them for. It's vitally important to intentionally teach the younger members of our church who they are meant to be and to whom they belong. That kind of learning, it won't happen by accident. Children and youth, they learn that God passionately loves them when adults, when they care enough to tell them and to show them that truth. So I pray that as all of you seek knowledge and wisdom for yourselves, that you would pass that on, pass on what you believe to the children and youth that God sends your way. Another hope, another prayer is this that you would stay united, you would stay unified, you would stay together as a body of believers, as a church united, that this wouldn't fragment the core of believers that make this church what it is. I've tried, tried and tried many times over these past three years to teach you, and I think you've got it, that it's this building, it is not the church. I am not the church it's you. It's you all. You are all the church. You're the church. God brought you here for a purpose. He brought you here for a reason. And my belief is this, if you'll stay strong, if you'll stay together, that this church, it can continue to move forward. Friends, those are my hopes. Those are my prayers for all of you. I pray that you will seek to know God and to seek to teach children and young people and to stay united, stay together as God's people. I say those prayers with confidence because, you see, I believe that God will be with you. He will be empowering you both to learn and to teach and to grow. Goodbyes between friends, yes, they can be hard. Goodbyes are especially hard when ministry together has been rewarding. Sure, we had some bumps along the way, but we've overcome those bumps. How did we do that? By sticking together, by staying unified, by praying together, by keeping on God's path for this church. This is a very hard goodbye for me because I love you all. But I know that our faithful God has been with you in the past. He's even with you right now. And he'll be with you always, forever and ever into the future. So, goodbye, friends. At this point in time, it is the right thing to say. And so, with one more week to go, friends, sisters and brothers in Christ, partners in ministry, fellow travelers in life's pilgrimage, children, youth, adults, my beloved friends, this is what I want to say. God be with you. God go with you now and always. That's the Lord's message for today. Let's pray. I want to thank you for listening to the message today. I pray that this message somehow has touched you and created within you a passion for action for our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. If you have any questions, or you need to make any decisions, or you just need to talk to someone, I encourage you to contact your local pastor. And if you don't have one, if you don't have a local church, you may contact me through the church office at 620. 620- 336-2777. We'd love to see you on Sunday mornings in church for our celebration service. It's a great time of fellowship and worship of our Lord and Savior. Come join us. We know you'll be blessed. And thanks again for listening to the Cherryvale First Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. And have a blessed day.